Greetings and salutations. It's Radio Free Toadbag, and I'm Donovan, who apparently sounds like Christian Slater. And I'm Arthur, who is told I sound like Mike Trapp from College Humor. And I don't, I don't know how much I agreed with that one. Yeah. We're referencing uh, some good news. Uh, first off, that is that we have like five or six questions in our question box. So Woo-hoo! you folks killed it. So this episode's going to be mostly your questions. And uh, that's wonderful. Uh, but we're referencing one of the comments that was in there, which is, did you know that Arthur sounds like Mike Trapp from College Humor and Donovan sounds like Christian Slater from Heathers? See, Christian and- Slater sounds like Christian Slater. He's, yeah. He says his own name. He says Sleater. Sleater. I, I was. I love that fucking movie. First off, Heather's and I was great. looking at some clips to compare myself. I think my enunciation and occasional putting some crust on a word or phrase. I always maybe confuse. That, maybe that's a little like it. Maybe I always confuse Heather's with "But I'm a cheerleader." I don't know that one. That's a fucking great flick. I uh, recommend that to the audience. Oh, by the way, it's, you guess what day it is if you're listening to this the day it comes out? It's fucking oh, it's Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving. And I'm thank- oh. we're thankful for all these question box <laughs> questions. Yeah, we are. Yeah, we are. Even if they might be a little inaccurate in that college humor comparison, because <laughs> I, don't, I don't know how much that sounds like Arthur. Maybe cadence-wise, but I don't yeah, know. Yeah, I, I, I could see the comparison there. Uh but regardless, I, I like hearing, you know, being compared to Christian Slater. That's pretty cool. So thanks for that. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, so here's the show. And uh, <laughs> It's a show about relationships. It is. It's also a show, Arthur. It's also a show about mental health. And let yeah. me tell you what, this fucking getting dark at 4 p.m. bullshit that's happening in Nashville, that is killing me, and it kills me every year. But luckily, uh, when I got here, I got myself a therapy light which I just had to click off because it was kind of making me go blind. Sure. Uh, if you don't know what that is, it's like a little box. The light is like kind of a square on it, and it just like blasts light that's in the same light frequencies as sunlight, and it's supposed to make you uh, you know, feel less fucking depressed and doomed yeah. uh, when you live in the darkness world that lasts from like November to February, I think. Thereabouts. Yeah, yeah, it's it's supposed to fight off seasonal affective disorder, which is my personal favorite um, medical abbreviation. Sad. Sad. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it is. Have you ever used one? Uh, I actually, when I was in college, uh, I was uh, feeling real depressed. So I went to the uh, campus mental health clinic, and they actually scheduled me times to go in and sit with the light box. Like they had one in there? Yeah. You could you'd go and use was but, it an extra fancy one, or was it just, you know, pretty much the normal thing? Uh, I'm not, I mean, it's industrial strength. Like, yeah. it, was, it was definitely a pretty beefy light box. They're, they're fucking expensive, too, dude. I, I have a pretty simple one. I think it was like 60 bucks, which is Fuck, man. low-key nuts for uh, a light. But I, I will say I think it's worth it. You put it next to your computer, you know, it blasts fake sunlight into your eyeballs. And uh, I don't know, I do feel... A little energized after I used it, which is good because uh, I'm going to bring this energy to the questions, and uh, you should be stoked about that. Me too. I'm bringing that heat, baby. Yeah, we will bring the fucking heat, and uh, we'll be the sun in your life during this dark, dark time. By the way, I'm wearing my glasses right now, and I didn't even notice. I'm going to take these off. I just thought you should know that. Okay, here's your first question. <laughs> 
Hey, Arthur, uh, number one, <laughs> our love language is bullshit. And number two, what are yours? Huh. So the five love languages it was put forth by, what's this dude's name? Gary Chapman. The guy who wrote this mm. book called, uh, called The Five Love Languages. And it has to do with how you give and receive love. And, uh, you know, I guess, I guess I'll get a little into the weeds with this um, real quick. So the, the five love languages are, are thus. Words of affirmation, which is saying like, hey, you, you're real pretty. I like you. You good. are good. You are good. Uh, acts of service. Like uh, doing stuff for like running errands, uh, cooking dinner, bringing you a drink from the kitchen, you know. I scooped the shit out of the cat litter box because I love you. It's huge, yeah. Uh, receiving gifts, which is like just uh, literally receiving gifts. Like here's a clean cat litter box, uh, f- just for fun as a fun gift. Here you go. Yep. Because uh, qual- I love you. Because <laughs> I love you. Quality time, which is just spending, you know, time together, right? Yeah, let's get together and scoop the cat litter box together. <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> and, and physical touch. Let's touch cat poop together. <laughs> there we go. No, because yeah. physical touch, of course, being like, uh, you know, cuddling and caressing and all the I figure, yeah, I figure sex would fall into there too, like yeah. sexual activity. But then, yeah, it would also be just, you know, I don't know. I got you got your arm around me because uh, you you love me or something along those lines. Um, what what do you do? You buy into this, Arthur? What's kind of your what's your stance on this? It, it kind of reeks of self help nonsense to me. Little little bit. Also, the dude's name is Gary. 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 I don't have, I don't have a lot of good experiences with Garys. Nah, dude. They tend to run into you in the middle of nowhere and make you fight their fucking Pokemon that just happen to count of yours. <laughs> Assholes! That son of a bitch! Was it? He was Gary Oak. He was fucking Professor yeah, Oak's nephew, his, I think? His, his shitty fucking nephew or grandson or something. And, uh... He, he does have the line, he says, smell you later, yeah, uh, which I was good. adopting for a while there. So I think that's all of the good that Gary's have brought to the world. Um, I feel you on, on love languages. It, it does sound like some self-help and just kind of woo nonsense a little right. bit in the same way as like, what's the fucking personality inventory with the four letters that oh, people more oh, or less uh, use as astrology? Is Briggs Meyer? Is that what that is? Yeah, yeah, that's totally what it is. And I no, I, I feel you on... Is it scientific? Like, no. I, I don't think so. But it, it can be a useful tool, especially, you know, in relationships when it it can be kind of hard to articulate what you need in a relationship. Mm-hmm. And so to kind of have common things like that in front of you, I think it can be helpful and it can be a good communication tool if you're, uh, you know, feeling a little rocky or unloved with your partner. Because, right. yeah, I think that just the idea of giving and receiving affection differently that makes sense. That's a yeah. thing. Yeah. So it might be oversimplified, but uh, I, I think it's you know a fair tool. I just wouldn't put too much faith in sure. it. Sure. As as far as what my love languages are, I'm going to go with all of them, <laughs> except really for acts of service. Like I mean, I, I experience that as like helpful, but I don't experience that as like oh you love me. No, I get you. It's I, it's nice, but it's not that. Yeah. I need I'm like kind of the same. I need like constant words of affirmation. I need them. I need them all the time. 
because I'm a very insecure person. I uh, need to spend a whole time, bunch of time with you, and I want to be cuddling when we're spending that time. I feel that. Yeah, and receiving gifts, I guess I don't really live as high off of that either. No, exactly. I feel you on that and kind of the act of service. That's like, a, oh, like that's sweet and nice of you, but it's not the, it's not the biggest deal to me. Right. I'm off and on with the, the physical part. I kind of got modes where I'm either like, please don't touch me at all. Like, I just, mm. I don't know. Just not feeling it. Especially cuddling. I got fucking bad shoulders. And so, like, sleeping sometimes, sure. like, it just ends up being more of a bother. And, like, I'm on my side, but then I have to move constantly. And, they're like, you don't want to deal with that, as, you know, as my partner. But sometimes that is nice. So I think I'm probably that in the in the words and affirmation. You ever get... You know, like just a text in the middle of the day from your girlfriend, boyfriend, out of nowhere. And they're like, hey, like I love you and stuff. That just put it fucking turns your day around oh, sometimes. Absolutely. I think that's wonderful. Absolutely. Or like uh, when they send you a selfie. Oh, oh, yeah. That's, my heart. That's always sweet. What was, what was the fifth one again? We got uh, physical touch, words, gifts and service services and quality time. OK, uh, that's that's definitely important, too. Yeah. So. It it can be interesting to talk about again, but also the like these are all pretty. There's not much nuance in them, so I think it's a good starting ground to have a conversation about you know how to make each other feel loved. Um, I wouldn't go as far as to call it bullshit, but again, just don't. I wouldn't put too much faith or or worry about this. Don't try to stuff yourself in the box. Right. Yeah. All right. Absolutely. Well, good times. Well, so this episode uh, also, we're going to be kind of alternating between question box questions, which I will be reading, and uh, we're going to have a couple Reddit ones in here, uh, which Arthur will be on. Yeah, we're not going to do it like a, like a block like we've been. No, this is our transition towards hopefully the end goal of the show is we just have listener questions all the goddamn time. Oh, and we're getting closer. He's still my heart. We're getting closer. I'd love that. All right. But for now, uh, Arthur, why don't you tell me about this, uh, this Reddit guy? This Reddit guy has this issue where uh, he, 19M, keeps getting worse in bed. He writes, in high school, I was always pretty solid. Could last about 10 to 15 minutes. Enough to get the job done. Nice. I had a bit of a dry spell over the summer, and now that I'm in college, I'm completely useless. I'm good for maybe 30 seconds, and it's gotten embarrassing. Now, I even have a hard time getting hard because I'm so nervous about disappointing the girl I'm with. I'm sure that, the, that it's become kind of cyclical where my lack of performance makes me nervous, which makes me worse. Any advice that might help me out here? What? Any advice that would help me out where would be phenomenal? <laughs> that might. I think you just misspelled here. Yeah, that's exactly what happened. But I, I, li- I like calling out motherfuckers on there. <laughs> On their spelling. Yeah. Get wrecked. (laughs) (laughs) TLDR. I can't last at all anymore. It's embarrassing. Makes me nervous. And it's probably self-compounding. Is there anything I could do to work towards fixing this? And that was posted by throwaway034857. Not the most creative name, although maybe it's his birth date, 34857. He's an old fella from a time before roughly 30 day months. (laughs) Before, Got him. Born on the 48th, 48th, 48th of March. 
lousy smarch weather. Yeah. Um I think I think you're definitely on the right track uh with recognizing this is probably self-compounding mm-hmm. uh, because it almost certainly is. Mhm. I've had this issue before and uh the more you kind of stress about that, the more issues you're going to have. It's also going to probably make you act different and uh what you kind of just need to recognize is this happens to a lot of people and it's really not that big of a deal. Mm-hmm. You can, I think kind of the best way when I've dealt with this has been like one, you know, tell my partner about it if it's really weighing on me because 90% of the time, 99, they're just going to be like, you know, that's all right. And then, uh, you know, there's other stuff you could do too. do quite a lot of foreplay, uh, mm-hmm. go down on them for a while, oh, do yes. some nice things like that. Nobody's going to complain about that. Nope. And, uh, you know, and then if you bust in 30 seconds, you know, uh, better luck next time. Also, if you go for another round, like 15 or 20 minutes later, uh, you'll probably be better the second time around on account of, uh, I don't know. That's usually how that works. Yeah. You just got to get out of your head about it. Uh, you got to stop thinking about it so damn much uh, because it absolutely is a self-compounding issue. Like anything that relates to sexual performance is always self-compounding if your anxiety is involved with it. Exactly. Exactly. Nobody's nobody is turned on by fucking panic attacks. Okay, maybe no. probably somebody is, but <laughs> most people are not turned on by fucking you know retching anxiety and panic attacks. I also mentioned the hard time getting hard, which is almost certainly again that's that's an anxiety thing, and uh, I think that especially if you're really having trouble with that, letting your partner know that you've been struggling with this, and they're they're gonna be supportive with you because. You know, they're nice enough to have sex with you. You give them a little honesty there. Uh, I think they could probably help you out and make you worry a little bit less about that. Um, yeah. They'll just probably just let you know it's not the b- biggest of a deal. Maybe see it as a challenge. Maybe they'll pull <laughs> out all the fucking stops, uh, you know, to get your weenie up and uh, at them. Yeah. Yeah. You could get a special treat. You could. <laughs> it's cat litter. <laughs> It's a call back to the cat litter talk earlier. Oh, God damn it. You got anything uh, else on that? Do you, have you, you experienced this? I feel, like, I feel like most guys I know have at least dealt with this at some point. I've had, uh, it's going to sound a little braggy, but I've had the opposite problem because of medications where I couldn't come at all. Oh, yeah. Good old uh, SSRIs. <laughs> yeah, they're the fucking best. Uh, so you're just like, you know, everyone's getting bored, you know? Uh, I hear that. You just kind of burn out halfway through. And then you're like, fuck, what was the point? of What what, what were we even doing? Uh, But uh, and even then, getting out of your head about it can help a whole bunch because I was definitely, uh, you know, very worried about being able to to perform in that way. And it just made it worse. So no, definitely. It's all all about emptying yourself. Get get to okay. a fucking zen place where your where your wang can just just exist independent of your mind. Yeah, dude, get your you get your penis on some meditation. You just tie it in a knot and uh, it, you know and have it sit there quietly and uh, try to calm itself. <laughs> get in a lotus position with your wang. Yeah, you do the lotus position and you just tie your dick in a knot. That's called penis meditation, folks. <laughs> and I am an expert. Um, now I've been I've been on the uh, other side of that too. I think the anxiety component is much worse when you're having the oh god I can't fucking come because then you're having sex and after it's happened a few times 
You're like, yeah. come on! Yeah. Come on! <laughs> it's oh just, God. it makes Damn it fucking let's, impossible. Let's fucking go! Yeah, it's, and that's, it's equally frustrating. Like, I, it's, I think it's a little less embarrassing of a situation, but it also, it just fucking sucks. So, yeah. just get on that calm state, you know, talk to your partner about it, let them know you're having the anxiety, and uh, just, just chill, my friend. Yeah, Cat Williams had some, uh, some good advice on this issue, uh, where he uh, suggested that every man should learn their fuck number. Uh, the, What's that? The number of strokes before you get off. <laughs> Is that like, a consistent thing you're supposed it's to not, know? It's not. Oh, okay. But he was like, you got to learn your fuck number. <laughs> if your fuck number is five, you go one, two, three, four, and you... Mm, 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 and you give it some time. You back up. Then you fall asleep. I was just trying to get in there. Nice. Okay. Fun fact about Cat Williams, too. There's a uh, Islamic center over near my parents' neighborhood, and there's a sign out front that said Cat Williams, like, coming. It's like some small wow. place. And I was like, what the fuck is Cat Williams doing at this, like, tiny Islamic center? And, uh, and it turns out he converted, like, a while back. He's got a whole different name that I've blanked on. Yeah. And he, was, he does, like, talks and stuff about it. I was like, huh, I would not have expected that. That's but, fascinating. Yeah, fun side fact. Yeah, so to get yourself calm, just think about Cat Williams, you know, the fuck number and his uh, conversion uh, to Islam, and that'll that'll help chill you out and not not worry so much. Uh, All right, well, we nailed the fuck out of that one, partner. Yeah, hammered it. Hammered it. Hammered it like, uh, I got nothing. I was just going to say a nail. That's garbage. All right, then. Hey, we're back to the question box now. Also, I forgot to mention, I forgot to mention earlier, um, if, you, if you're just tuning in, uh, we've got an anonymous question box. That's where these questions are coming from. You can find the link uh, on our Instagram page. It's in the bio, on our Facebook page, in the bio there too. And then if you go to our website, radiofreetoadbag.podient.co, uh, down in the sidebar in the menu on mobile, you'll see something that's ask your question. Totally anonymous. You don't need an account. You just type your stuff in, uh, and then we read it on the show, just like this next one. So, yeah. here we go. I'm trying to figure out how to best handle a tough relationship in my life. Me, M20, and my ex, F20, attend the same college, and we have a pretty weird, fluctuating history. We dated for over three years, and I really loved her for that time. We broke up on good terms, mutually, so we could try to see other people as we were pretty young and very serious. A few months after we broke up, I brought her to a fraternity party as my date and asked her specifically not to get with any of my fraternity brothers, as that would make me uncomfortable. Although she agreed, that night she not only made out with one of my fraternity brothers, but she ended up dating him for a few months. Mm. Even more recently, she hooked up with one of my friends in quotes, uh, and he says... He and I were never super close, but he's friends with my friends, so I see him quite often. Uh, At a party that I was also at. How do I handle this girl being a part of my life? She has obviously hurt me, so I don't really trust her. I still care about her, so I want to at least be her friend, but even that is hard for me. Additionally, a small part of me wants her back, especially since she often tells me that she wants me back. Oh. I sometimes wonder if she tells me she loves me just so she can keep her hooks in me. I also have a bad tendency to compare my romantic endeavors to hers as she seems to be much more successful. 
I'm afraid that at this point, our relationship may be toxic. She only seems to make me feel worse about myself. I will be studying abroad next semester, and I'm hoping this opportunity will give me some much-needed space and a bit of a clean slate. Any general advice? Thanks. TLDR, my ex and I, both college age, have a strained relationship but still love each other. She has hurt me, but I want to see if I should still be her friend or even get back together with her. What are the rules for dealing with a close ex? (laughs) (laughs) That's, That's a tough fucking situation. Fuck, dude. Oh, man. I feel so bad for you. It's no that it totally it totally sucks, especially when there's kind of residual feelings in there, and you want it like, and not on bad terms. You want to kind of maintain some sort of relationship there. Uh, it, it's a big old can of worms. Yeah, you guys. Okay, I'm gonna do a little bit of fortune telling here. I'm gonna I'm gonna hold the envelope up to my head, Johnny Carson style. <laughs> okay. Things that are going to happen to you. And then I'm, I'm going to open the envelope. Here we go. On again, off again for years, resulting in really just resentful, fucking hateful relationship. I feel you. Also, also great sound effect, the letter opening. Thanks. You That's painted good. a picture. Good Foley work, right? No, for real. Oh, my God, dude. I'm, I'm with you. When you're at a point in a relationship, especially after a long one, where you're in this in and out situation and you're still trying to be friends and uh, you know, they're hooking up with people and that's making you uncomfortable. Uh, I, I think you need to get out of this. I think you need to stop trying to maintain this friendship and all this. And I think also in general, a long relationship ending and then trying to jump to just being friends, that's not going to work out well. And that's gotta clearly take, what's happening. To you you got to take the time. If- exactly. You need, you need to have some, you know, space, and it sounds like you're about to get that, so that's good. Yeah, um, that's the one saving grace to, here. You need to stop. You need to stop trying to it's, make this happen. Is the wrong word. Stop in, engaging with this. Um, if you have the sense that you want to be friends or maybe even be together sometime, the only way that that's going to happen, as Arthur mentioned, is to stop this on again, off again stuff because this is just going to breed hardcore resentment between the two of you and it's going to make you feel like shit the entire way for basically nothing because this will end in disaster so i think you're as arthur said it's it's very good luck that you're about to head out of the country for a bit and i think that will be good for you i would go as far as to completely cut contact with this person while you're over there Mm -hmm. and then see how you feel when you get back maybe you won't want to maybe at that point you can kind of maintain some sort of thing uh but you don't you don't owe this person anything, and that sucks when you care about them. But you got to look out for your, your health here first, man. Because, oof, you can't, nobody can you can't live in this fucking tumultuousness. It's gonna it's gonna make you feel like garbage all the time. It's true. That's totally true. Stay out of the garbage, <laughs> <laughs> man. The fact that she's still she's giving you those uh, those little those like love taps. Yeah. Ugh. That, that's uncool. And I think you have the right read that she's just trying to kind of keep you in the potential ballpark. Um, 
But you got to watch out. You're, you're kind of contributing to that, too. You know, if you're telling her you love her, too, you're more or less doing the same thing. Mm-hmm. And you can't be in this in this in-between space. I'm also going to say you mentioned you got a bad tendency to compare your romantic endeavors to her. You, I know that's like an anxiety thing that people harp on. And I've definitely been there with exes. Cutting contact is part of this, but you need to do your best to stop engaging with those thoughts. Yeah. You can't play that fucking game because it's just going to, again, going to make you feel like shit. You're going to lose confidence. And then you're going to have trouble dating and other things because you're worried about this stuff that really it's fucking irrelevant. It's unimportant. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. It's not a competition. You know, it sucks to see her, you know, be with other people. Um, but again, <laughs> you're, you're both single. Like you, you gotta, you gotta let her do her thing, do your thing. Just don't stop paying attention to it. Don't, uh, you know, don't engage with her. Yeah. Yeah. I hear that dude. Damn. Like, yeah, cause that, I, uh, I want to tell him that, uh, I don't know. Maybe things will fucking work out, man. Fucking, you know, cause she says she loves you. That's not how that go. No, for real. And if it if it was, like, you guys would be back together at this point. It wouldn't just be you kind of, you know, poking each other back and forth. Also, the fact that you broke up in the first place after three years, I think that's a good move, you know, getting into college if you're having that feeling. Uh, but you got to let that breakup actually happen and not leave it in this, like, half-alive, on-life-support state. Because uh, that's, that's not fun for anybody. Yeah. Yeah, you got to... If okay, all right. I'm gonna play. I'm gonna play devil's advocate because it sounds like he wants to get back together with her. That's what I'm hearing. That does a bit. I'm gonna play a little devil's advocate here. You got to make your expectations completely clear. You got to be like, listen, this is what I need from you emotionally. If this is gonna be anything more than nothing for a little while. <laughs> no, exactly. Because yeah, like, I wouldn't even be like, oh, friends or this. Like, it's either yeah. if you want this girl, you know, be with her and tell her that. Yeah. Or nothing. Yeah. Or it's going to be nothing for a while. You know what I mean? Because, like, you guys, if you break up, like, for real this time and actually walk the fuck away, then maybe you can come back and be friends later on. Maybe. But you, there, has yeah. to, there has to be that period of actual, authentic, deep, cold separation. Right on. I, and I feel that's... That's essential for any breakup. We yeah. we kind of come back to this before, um, you know. That if you think things are going to change, you have to give it time to change. And stuff isn't going to change if you're kind of still together and you know yeah. still talking and stuff. That's totally true. Um, and it sucks, but I, and I will run down my uh, my strategy uh, again. Block her on all social media. Uh, I would just kind of try to avoid her. And if you're in a you know you're at a party and you see her or something. You know, do your best. Just don't maybe give her a high, but don't fucking, you know, don't start talking with her. Don't keep paying attention. to. Oh, God, she's talking to this guy. Oh, no. Like, fuck. Uh, I haven't seen anybody recently because you're just going to go down that wormhole. Yeah. You're going to ruin your time at social events like that. And you're going to stew on that. And the more that you keep, it's fucking it's self-reinforcing. The more that you keep engaging with those thoughts, the more that you're going to have them and the worse it's going to get. True that. But ideal fucking situation, my friend. You're studying abroad. I, I guarantee you that by the end of that trip, you're going to feel so much better. Yeah. And even the first week when you're over there and get that separation that you've been needing for so long, 
I, I, I promise you, you're going to start feeling a lot better. Yep. Absolutely. Well, good times. Good luck out there. I, I've been in this situation. So many people have it and it sucks <laughs> and it's going to be tough to follow this advice too. Uh, mm. but I, as I said, man, I fucking promise you that you'll feel better, uh, you know, after making that cut and down the road, you know, who knows, but don't, don't focus on that. Now focus on yourself. You got this. And thanks for the question. Yeah. Thanks man. Yeah. Going to the right people, Arthur. I wish I had us when I was in a <laughs> shitty relationship. <laughs> don't you just. <laughs> Yeah, we'll get some some time warp questions from fucking uh, 19-year-old Donovan. (laughs) Woof. Well. All right. You want to hop on to this next one? I do. I do. So, so badly. Here we go. My 26F girlfriend's best friend, F27, got naked in front of me last night. Preface this. I'm from the UK, currently living abroad in another European city. I know that they have quite a liberal attitude towards nudity in general. I'm not bothered by this, and honestly, I'd never really had any experience that made me at all uncomfortable. I've lived here for a year with my girlfriend, F26. We've been together for two years. Last night, we had our best friend and her boyfriend stay over. They live a couple hours away. We got drunk and went out, which we've done loads in the past. We've even been on holiday together, and nothing like this has happened. We got home, and I had just put a sheet on the sofa bed they were going to use. My girlfriend was in the bathroom, and her best friend's boyfriend was outside smoking. So I just sat down for a bit um, after getting the sofa bed ready. Her best friend comes in in her underwear. Again, this is something I've seen a hundred times. Nothing weird about it to me. We're just talking a bit about the night, etc. Nothing out of the ordinary. It's whilst we're talking that she takes her underwear off facing me. I've never seen her naked before, and I didn't really know what to do. Her boyfriend was in my garden. That's uh, that's like yard or, you know, for the uh. Americans. Yeah. <laughs> uh, my girlfriend was in the bathroom, and I'm sat in my living room whilst her best friend is naked in front of me. She then got into her sleeping stuff and all was back to normal. I left the room and went to bed not long after. I didn't really know what to say slash if to say anything to my girlfriend. Was this weird? I know I said... I know I said about their attitude towards nudity, but I'm pretty certain my girlfriend wouldn't do this. I just don't know how to approach this, and if I'm looking into it too much. Any comment would be appreciated. TLDR, girlfriend's best friend got naked in front of me when we were drunk, and her boyfriend and my girlfriend were both in the same house, and that was posted by account I made today. Uh Uh-huh. I kind of like that, man. Yeah, not bad. All right, to be fair, our perspective on this, both being American as possibly more conservative than what her her culture is here yeah so like trying to take that into account i don't necessarily think this is you know the weirdest most messed up thing but the the fact that you mentioned she's facing you and you don't think your girlfriend would do this i'm assuming they're both from kind of the same uh from the same country because living abroad over there that's what i'm saying it, it gives me the sense that this is a little bit weird and a little bit f- like flirty, especially that it's just you and her in there mm-hmm. that that throws me a little bit. Do you yeah. feel me? Yeah. Damn. So she flashed you the beave, huh? <laughs> the old Lithuanian beave flash. Right. So 
And then, and then, and then she got into her sleeping stuff, and then went back. Everything went back to normal. I don't, I don't think it was anything. Yeah, that, that's what I'm saying. It's either, it's either nothing, or it leans a little bit towards something. But no, she didn't. You know, she didn't try to come on to you. She didn't no. say anything to you. She's just kind of changing. Um, about saying anything to your girlfriend, if you're kind of worried about this, or if you think that she would be bothered by this, because I know he mentioned that. Uh, He's pretty certain, you know, she wouldn't do this in the same situation. I'd, I'd talk to her about it uh, just to, you know, I don't know, to be on the safe side that this doesn't become some sort of weird thing or she finds out another way. Um, but I, I think that's about all you got to yeah. do. I, so, I, I don't know. It doesn't strike me as the biggest deal. No, it's not a big deal. It's like, so I was just putting the sofa bed together and I was sitting there collecting myself for a second. And Daniela comes walking into the room, and she's in her undies, and that's you know you didn't fucking care about that. And then she just she just fucking dropped her panties in front of me, <laughs> and I was like, okay. And then just yeah. like, I just figured, yeah, I can give you the heads up. Figure I give you the heads up. <laughs> uh, yeah, I think that's a safe way about going about it. Yeah, because then you can also your girlfriend's either gonna be like, ah, oh, you know, whatever, that's totally normal. Yeah. Or if it is something, you know, it, at least she's hearing it from you, and it, yeah. it, I don't know, it doesn't find her way, its way to her. Uh, you know, maybe the girlfriend mentions it to her boyfriend or fucking to her. I, I don't know. There's potential weirdness, but I think her response is going to be like, huh, you know. Huh. Yeah, that's kind of where I am with it. Huh. Um, I'm about the same, but in the sense of, like, kind of personal feelings about this. I don't, I don't know. But the... The problem here would be, though, that if this is a big deal to your ex, even if it doesn't bother, or your girlfriend, even if this doesn't bother you so much, if it's something that would be, she would be concerned by, the fact that her friend is doing that, you know, that could open up a whole nother box of worms. There might, there might be something here. Yeah, she should uh, have that information. Exactly. So just, just bring it up with her and see what she says. Yeah. Yeah. Not a bad the thing. Old, no. Well, the old uh, Lithuanian... Uh, Beaver Flash. It's a, uh, it's a gesture of, of kindness and goodwill. Yeah. She gave you the simp. No big deal. <laughs> no, the simp. <laughs> <laughs> what it, what's the subreddit for that for all of our fans to go look at labias? Uh, our simps. Did we talk about this on the last one or were we just talking about this amongst ourselves? I think we were just talking about this amongst ourselves. There's uh, <laughs> just go. If you NSFW for sure. Um, but if you want to go look at some simps, <laughs> go to our simps. I have to, I have to elaborate. It's sure. pictures of vaginas that are a certain kind and they call them simps because they supposedly look like Homer Simpson's mouth. Right. Like, which kinda, I think is like the least sexy comparison you could possibly make. Yeah. <laughs> it lar- it's, it's large labia majora concealing the labia minora underneath. That's there you go. There yeah. you go. And it, exactly, and it, and it does kind of look like Homer Simpson's mouth. It kind, it kind of does. <laughs> Very <laughs> interesting that that's what people settled on, and that subreddit has uh, quite a lot of followers. Let me tell you. Yeah. Actually, let's find out how many. <laughs> let's get the number. Are you ready? I'm ready. Oh, can I take One, a guess? Uh, oh yeah, go for it. One hundred and twenty-six thousand. I cued you into it a little bit by saying why. Right. Uh, 
But close. 172,978 simp lovers. 156 of whom are here now. Wow. And uh, on the left there, that's quite a lot of pictures of vaginas. All right, then. Great tangent uh, through the Simpsons universe. (laughs) And uh, now we return uh, to your regularly scheduled programming. It's another question from our question box. Uh, Now, this one uh, was a friend of mine, so I do know who it is. She wanted to... um, she wanted to send a couple screenshots because it's about a guy she's met on the dating app. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I'll just be reading the text. It's a little bit in message format, but I think it'll read all right. So, sure. hey guys, I have a question about a situation I literally just ran into. And I already responded, but I was hoping for a sanity check of whether or not I'm crazy to think this is a little weird. So basically, I started chatting with this guy I matched with on Hinge today. Things have been going pretty well, and the conversation turns to best dating app story. And we tell our favorite stories, after which he tells me, so have you ever hooked up with anyone from the app? Smooth. (laughs) (laughs) And I guess this isn't necessarily a bad question to ask, but I didn't really know how to answer it. Because I've hooked up with people off of dating apps in general before, but not on this one. Which I know is a hedge, but key point, that was a long time, multiple years ago. And while I was happy with those experiences... That's not what I'm looking for right now. And I don't want to give this guy the impression that I'm interested in something I'm not. You ever hooked up with someone from a dating app? Uh, Well, yes, I have. Oh, oh, shit. Shit's on. Yeah, no. Exactly. Um, And I have banged a guy from this app, but that was after we dated for a while, which doesn't make it a hookup in my book. Anyways, the point I'm making is that the answer to this question is kind of complicated, and it gets into an area of my sexual history that I don't necessarily want to get into with someone that I haven't met in person and have only been texting for a couple of hours. If only because I can't think of a way to phrase it that doesn't sound kind of defensive, and I don't think I should have to be defensive about this. Anyways, here's what he said. Let me get this image up. Okay. Oh, that's basically what she said. Uh, straight up, have you ever hooked up with anyone from this app? And so she says, uh, I guess it also depends on what you define as a hookup, but TBH, I feel a little weird discussing my sexual history with someone I haven't met in person yet. I'm old-fashioned that way, with the little hands in the air, who knows, emoji. Sure. And um, let's see. So I guess my question now is, how do you guys handle things like this? Do you have any suggestions for what I should say the next time something like this comes up? And, uh, yeah, anonymous question uh, from one of my friends out in dating app world. Lie to a motherfucker. <laughs> Just straight up. Like, you don't, you, don't owe, you don't owe honesty on that level to somebody that you just started talking to in a dating app. You could totally be like, nope. Never done. No, for for real. Never never hooked up. And then you hook up with the guy, and during the pillow talk, you go like, "Eh, "JK, I have." (laughs) Alternatively, just be like, "Oh yeah, Uh, every person I match, I hook up with. It's my hard and fast rule." (laughs) Sure. And watch him freak the fuck out. Yeah, I give it a I give it a swing. Everybody that I yeah, you know, everybody I match with, just one shot. But no, I, th- I think your your feelings are super valid about this. It is a little bit of a weird question to act yeah. or, to, or to ask. Uh, you know, it's very direct, not smooth at all, and you, you clearly know what this guy is looking for. Right. Um, 
So I think from there, you just got to kind of decide whether you still want to talk to this person or not. Like you could also just a hundred percent not respond to this. If it, if it does bug you, uh, cause I, you know, I do think that's a little bit weird to just come up straight with that. Uh, he's fishing cause it, <laughs> he's fishing fucking hard and it's so unsmooth. It's, it's, but also the directness, you know, some people hop on there and just kind of, you know, there, there's a line to which you can just kind of let people know. I'm just trying to hook up. I'm not looking for a relationship, um, you know, without being creepy about it. So I think that's, it's kind of in the in between there. Yeah. Do you know what I'm saying? Like, I don't, I don't think that's necessarily a shitty thing to say. Um, no, but it does, but it does border on it a little bit in the sense that, you know, you don't have to respond to that and you you can do exactly what you said. I'm not comfortable talking about this with some dude I've been texting for like two hours. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> um, you should say, uh, this question requires a, I don't know, uh, Maria gold account, <laughs> which is yeah. access for 1099 a month. There you go. Then you just send your fucking Venmo link and, mm-hmm. uh, you know, see, see what you can make happen. Yep. See if we get some cash out of this. Bizarrely common, by the way. I see, I've seen several uh, women's dating profiles, and they may even be fucking bots too, that have like a cash app link. Weird. And enough people are doing that that it must be successful. And so I'm wondering who the fuck the sad sack is. Is like, oh yeah, this girl's cute. I'll throw you some fucking money after I saw your picture on Tinder. Woof. I mean, good on you, you know, women doing that. If you're going to pull one over on some, uh, you know, some fucking potential weirdos. Uh, but yeah, I, I, it blows my mind that that has ever worked to the point where yeah. I've seen it that much. Donovan, you can go to a place where women will get naked in front of you for money. <laughs> wow. Uh, yeah, is it, right? Is that a new app? <laughs> yeah, it's called Stripper. Wow. With no E. Uh, oh, nice, dude. Like S-T-R-P-P-R. That's the cool thing to do. Although our, friend, our good friend DJ Rocket Nerd was doing that far before the trend had begun, I must true. point out. Dropping the vowels. Uh, well, I stole that from MasterCraft. Uh, uh, I was guessing subtract, because I think he was, he was coming at it around that same time. Does? Okay. Uh, fucking good pod here. Good pod incoming. Subtract. Let's see. I have 2011 for him. Mastercraft. 2009. Mastercraft did it first. Oh, there you go. I was going to say Starfucker, too. But originally, they were Starfucker, and then they switched it up because... Uh, I think people were complaining about billing them as fully written out star fucker. Sure. Which is like the whole reason they made the name too. I think the quote was they wanted to see if anybody would listen to a band with a stupid fucking name like star fucker. Yeah. And uh, I did because they're pretty great. Hey, I'm going to just drop this into the show uh, real quick. This is a, this is a little, little nugget of humor that I've had for a long time. Uh, What would you call a social media platform? That's just women posting pictures of their genitals. Would you call it clitter or twatter? <laughs> That's pretty good. Yeah. Uh, that, you wasn't, got the, that wasn't in the notebook, but it should be. 
There we go. You got the trappings of a little set on that. And then uh, face burrow, the fucking face burrow joke. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Here we go. Start off with the horse meat and with the social media stuff. That's a tight five. That's a tight five, baby. All right. We got mad tangential there. Uh, we sure did. But I, I, I think we covered that pretty well. It's, it's, no, you know, it's not weird to you at all. You're valid to say that. I don't yep. think you went about it in a bad way. And uh, I just focus on, you know, that's a very clear message what this guy wants. And if you don't want that, then maybe just don't, you know, don't talk to this guy. Yeah. I just, I just say lie to him. I think <laughs> or that's just the, lie to him. I think that's the easiest one. Nope. <laughs> Not once. All right. All right. We're, uh, we're back to Reddit on this next one. Here it come. It, it's you. I know. I know. I was looking oh. it up. This is, this <laughs> This is getting edited. Uh, (laughs) Is it unreasonable to not have sex in a relationship? I, M18, have been dating my girlfriend, F19, for around five months. This is my second relationship ever, so I really don't have a clue about anything. Other than this issue with sex, things are going really well in my opinion. She believes that sex happens a lot in relationships, so it's weird for us not to do it. She's expressed strong interest in having sex, but I'm really uncomfortable with that idea. I feel really bad because she gave a ton of different things she would really want to do, but I don't want to do any of them. We've talked about it, and me always declining apparently makes her feel unattractive slash unwanted, which I obviously don't want. She also thinks that it's unfair that I fulfill my sexual fantasies on my own, but don't have sex with her. Am I in the wrong? I would give up the activity over having to have sex, but I don't see how that helps either of us. <laughs> would it be stupid to offer to talk about sexual things as a sexual encounter in quotes? What about offering to be in the same room while she masturbates? Are there quote unquote sexual encounters that wouldn't involve close contact? I don't know how to express that I find her sexually attractive, but I don't want to have sex. To clarify. I do have sexual fantasies, not about sex, that I want to fulfill, but I think it would be selfish to ask her to participate in them with no chance of me reciprocating and satisfying her sexual desires. If I had to have sex for the relationship to continue, I could force myself, but I don't want to. I'm guessing that this is a big enough issue to eventually end the relationship. Should I do something like ask what the minimum amount of sexual encounters per month would be for her and see if I could do that? TLDR, I don't ever want to have sex, but my girlfriend does. Should we compromise or break up? And that was posted by Lovely Flowering Day. 420,000 sexual encounters per month. I don't know if I could pull that off, Donovan, and I have... Bare minimum. I have intense sexual desires. (laughs) Bare minimum. I I want to have sex with, with... human beings like a lot and I couldn't do 420,000 alright maybe we'll lower it down to like you know 69,000 are you familiar uh, with destroy dick December <laughs> yeah. wait please please bring up what that is okay so there's no nut November where you don't um, nut at all you don't experience orgasm as a man it's some kind of challenge then it's followed by destroy dick December where on December 1st you have one orgasm on December 2nd, you have two, and for whatever number day it is of the month, 
uh, you have that many orgasms. I'm going to give it a shot. I'm going to see how deep I can get into the month. <laughs> you got you to gotta relay our score and uh, keep us updated as we go. Because goddamn, <laughs> that last week is going to be brutal. Oh, Jesus Christ. You're just going to be shooting puffs of smoke towards the end. <laughs> but this Good guy, times. he's doing no nut never. No nut Actually, You know what? He actually, November. he did not say that. He he may no, be having masturbatory experiences. He may be masturbating. No, that's 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 what he's saying. He masturbates, but he doesn't have sex with her. Um, so he also says, "I'm guessing this is a big enough issue to eventually end the relationship." That that's definitely possible. Like sexual energy mismatches can definitely be a problem, and usually, you know, you can find some way to work through it. But I'm going to say, if you if this is such a big thing for you, you know, I would wonder. Either if you're asexual or, you know, if this person maybe had some sort of trauma or something that is just, you know, making sex something they really fucking don't want to do. Yeah. And, and both of those are valid. Um, but obviously, both of those can be a problem if you're in a relationship with somebody, you know, who values sex in the relationship. So I wouldn't, I don't think this is something, and especially not in terms of minimum amounts of encounters. This isn't something no. that you can just compromise on no. like that, you know. You can't sign like, okay, like fucking four times a week because you're going to hate that. And it's also it's just weird. Uh, I think you got to do a little soul searching here and kind of, you know, f- figure out what the reason for this is. And, you know, if it's something that is fundamental to you that you don't think you could work through or something you're just completely not interested in, um, I think that'll definitely be in a problem in this relationship. And I think this maybe something that needs to end. Um, but then in the future, you need to have a handle on that before you're getting in a relationship, I guess is what I'm saying. Because you need to be able, be able to articulate your needs in a relationship. And you got to do that, you know, as things are coming together so you can find someone with similar needs and, you know, not months into the relationship. Yeah. No bad on you because it seems like you're just kind of figuring that this figuring out that this is an issue in the relationship. Um but it's something you need to articulate to your partner and you need to have just a better personal sense of. Of you feel me? Yeah. He ending, ending on of a little bit of a, it was a little strange at the end of a sentence. Yeah, it was a little weird. (laughs) (laughs) I, uh, I did a little, did a little scrolling and I found, um, I found this little nugget here. So, uh, Mr. Sass says, it's fine to be nervous about sex, but if you have no desire to have sex, then you may be asexual. Do you get turned on? Do you masturbate? Do you see women slash men in the street and have sexual thoughts about them? To which Lovely Flowering Day responds, I have sexual fantasies that I masturbate about. They just aren't about sex. No, I don't think I have sexual thoughts about random people, Mr. Sass then asks. If I can ask... What are these thoughts you have about? To which he responds, like, my main fantasy is being tickled. I also imagine being the quote-unquote victim in Guro stuff a lot, too. Are you familiar with the Japanese art of Guro? Oh, no, I'm not. <laughs> I think this is going to be the third episode in a row where we're uh, introducing you folks to some paraphilias. Here we go. Iro Guro Nensensu frequently shortened to Eroguro or just Guro, is a literary and artistic movement 
originating in 1930s Japan. Eroguro puts its main focus on eroticism, sexual corruption, and decadence. While Eroguro is a specific movement, many of its components being found, blah, 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 blah. Um, basically, it's like, so an example of some Guro porn would be a man kissing a woman, but he's cramming his finger into her eye socket and Ah. tearing the flesh away from her face, Ah. but she's not expressing horror or like pain at all. Like it's a, it's about, it's about the grotesque and the like. So it sounds like this guy has like like a like a suffering thing. You know what I mean? Like tickling tickling is like you know what I mean? It's uncomfortable. Yeah. And this guru thing is like Woo. No, it's it's kind of the epitome of that. And one that you can't, you know, really act out in, exactly. in the way of vor. Like there's a purely fantastical element to it. Yeah. Um Fuck, I don't. I'm not trying to king shame here, but that's weird as fuck. It's dude. weird, but the, I guess what I'm trying to come to is that this guy has very specific sexual desires. Gotcha. So not not asexual, right? Well, and maybe maybe he qualifies um, as ace. Maybe he could wave an ace flag at a at a pride parade. Um, but it sounds like he needs to find a partner. Like, like, make this make this clear to your partner that this is what you want, right? And yeah. if you're and if you're afraid she's gonna leave you, she ain't the girl for you. I feel you on that, and uh, I don't know if this is something we've we've talked about uh, of people who just kind of have extreme fetishes and that is it. Like, it's not just an, a side interest; it's something that they, um, you know, absolutely need. And so, obviously, that's going to be a rarer thing to find. I feel like you'd have to kind of hunt around, you know, find websites for this sort of thing where people talk about it. Yeah. Because, uh, you know, you're not going to be able to really swipe through Tinder and be like, uh, uh, so you're in a girl? They're going to be like, what? They're going to be like, <laughs> all right, what? next one. Like, and then you're going to tell them, it's like, you know, like uh, like a woman having her head split in half. <laughs> but that's she's, just going to. But she's not expressing pain or disgust. Yeah. Uh, so homeboy is going to have to find a very specific subset. Like if this, if this is the only thing that interests you sexually and you want to be fulfilled in that way, and maybe you want to fulfill somebody else in that way, you know, you find, you gotta, you know, you're going to have to do a little digging. You, you're, you're, you've got a special needs peen. I, I think there's, I think there's two other things to this though. Um, one of which is I don't I don't think you're going to find a person realistically that wants the exact same things as you like this. And there is an element to relationships in which, like, you can't just be focusing all on the things that you're into, like your partner has needs, too. So that's something to think about. And, and the other the other thought I had was um, I've read a bit that a lot of uh, kind of more extreme paraphilias can often be the result of trauma or kind of mental issues with a person, which isn't so much to say that it's necessarily wrong uh, to be interested in those things, but it does mean that you should think about where that comes from. Um, because I would be interested if, if you know, something happened to this person um, 
or they're struggling in some way. Something is not quite going right that's driving them to this because this is this is an extreme one for sure. Again, I don't think it's wrong to fantasize about these things as long as you're not, you know, actually ripping out your partner's eyeball, which I don't think <laughs> sure. you want to do either because yeah. it, as you mentioned, it seems like this is separated from the pain aspect. It is purely fantastical. Yeah. Um, but I, I, I get the feeling that there's there's something at the root of this that is not good, and working on yourself and maybe getting some help for mental health, if that is the situation, could be very beneficial here. Like, um, try to figure out where it comes from, address the root of it, and whether and decide whether or not that root is something you want to continue to have be a part of your life and psychology. Right. Yeah, because if it, if it is coming from something distressing and this is kind of feeding those bad feelings, then, yeah, that is something you might want to work your way around. You know, whereas if it's just kind of a general interest, then, like, go ahead and fantasize. But, um, you know, I can't, you're going to have to compromise with your partner. Again, I don't, I don't think this is the most common thing. Um, and I, I would also look into asexuality because as you said, and even just reading this, I, I don't think most people do. And I certainly don't, it seems really understand what asexuality is. Yeah. So I'm not the best person to give you the advice on this, but I, I read into that a little bit and maybe go on boards and talk to some asexual people. Cause I think this is definitely, it feels tangential to that. It feels like it feels close to that. And I think you might get some good advice from people who are in uh, similar situations. Mm-hmm. 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 This got fucking wild, dude. Yeah. <laughs> what I was expecting from this question. This one spun <laughs> off in some directions. Yes, it did. Holy smokes. I, I hope that I hope first of all, that uh, you can be honest with your partner about what you want. Cause it sounds like, She's just, she just wants to smash, right? And that's, you know, that's where I think that's where a lot of people are sexually. Uh, you've got, you've got some desires. And be, be honest with your partner about that. Like, what if, what if she would be down to just tickle the shit out of you? And that's how you get off. What if, what if this could be beautiful? Yeah, I did, I did get a bit distracted from the, the relationship component there, but I think you're right. Before ending this, I would bring all of this up rather than just, you know, toss it out. Because there's clearly something there because you ended up getting together. Yeah. You know, so talk got, to her about it. We got five months? Yeah. Yeah, that's some time. And if you're, you know, if your alternative is ending this, you got nothing to lose by bringing it up with her. And uh, it'll give her peace of mind, too, if it does end up being something that you need to you need to end uh, and won't leave her feeling like, am I like not enough for him? Like, why does he not want to, you know, do these things? So, get that communication. It's it's always big. Yeah. All right, we got time for this last short. Yeah, let's go, question. baby. Yeah, we fucking do. All right, now we are out of uh, the paraphilia zone, which may need to be a uh, a new segment. The paraphilia zone. <laughs> yeah. I can put some X-Files music in there or something. Um, we're out of that and into the uh, much lighter, brighter, and uh, a little less intense fields of our uh, This of our question box. box question takes us to the friend zone. Oh, yeah, it does take us to the friend zone. How cool How is that? that? 
that is pretty cool. Um, yeah, uh, but uh, little tangential to the friends, but this one happens to do with siblings, and it's a it's a good old one sentence question. Mm-hmm. And they say, uh, "How do you stay in touch with siblings in faraway places?" Hmm. Answer for me mostly is I did like don't. Oh yeah, um, I kind of drift a little bit now that I work with my sister. I talk to her a whole bunch more, but uh, she moved to Covington, which is literally thirty minutes south of me, and like I didn't talk to her for years. <laughs> <laughs> so like I'm really bad at keeping in touch with siblings, but um. I don't know if y'all are familiar with the McElroy's brothers. Uh, the the root of their smash hit podcast, My Brother, My Brother and Me, is that they wanted to schedule regular conversations. Like, they just wanted uh, to spend more time talking. That's rad. And so they're like, let's do a podcast. And now they have, you know, millions of listeners and have a total fucking podcast empire. Well, there you go, man. It seems podcast is the uh, podcasting is the answer to sibling relationships as well as romantic relationships, as we saw last week mm-hmm. with uh, Arthur's message from the question box. That's right. I'll say I have firsthand experience with this. Uh, I've got three younger sisters. I'm uh, almost ten years older than the youngest one, so for good chunks of time in college or when I lived in L.A. or even now uh, when two of them are up in Ohio. Um, you know, you have had that distance, and it can be tough to stay in touch. Uh, but I'll say you just you just got to put the effort in there. Uh, and, it, you know, it could be anything. Like, sometimes we'll just send fucking shitty memes to each other. Oh, yeah. Or like a Snapchat of our cats. Or, uh, you know, if they're around, we'll get lunch or something. And uh, But that's the deal. It can just be little things like that. So you stay, you, you know, you keep in touch. And then you have kind of that communication line open. So a message isn't out of the blue. Mm-hmm. And... Uh, you know, you can also find stuff in common that you can do over distance. Like, I'm in touch. Uh, Arthur's one of them. A lot of my college buddies, they're playing video games. Mm-hmm. And we're on several times a week, you know, fucking shoot Nazis and also chatting with each other. And it keeps mm-hmm. you up to date. So if you can find, you know, a common interest, you can do long distance works, just shooting stupid memes and stuff to each other. Uh, or if they're into it, you know, just ask them if they want to Skype or something sometime and uh, or have a phone call. And uh, just chat with them, you know, and it doesn't have to be an everyday thing, but um, yeah, I, I know with friends and my siblings, it is always nice to, you know, catch up on the phone a bit if it's going to be a while before we see each other yeah. uh, or since we've seen each other. And with these holidays coming up, you know, you're going to be back in town for Thanksgiving and probably Crimbus or whatever you may celebrate <laughs> out there in Podland. <laughs> Yeah, so that, I can't. That's I can't call it Christmas too. anymore. I always call it Krimbus. Krimbus has a much better ring to it. Or um, Candle Nights, if you're a McElroy fan. Is that what they call it? Yeah, they. Uh, I'm. This is totally. This is more pod on pod, and it makes me want to hang myself. But um, uh, they have uh, basically any time between uh, November, like the day after Thanksgiving. And the first of the year uh, is Candle Nights, a pansexual, pan-religious, personal pan-holiday that they created. <laughs> and everybody just gets a candle or what? No, it's just, it's basically, hey, whatever the fuck you want to do. It's Candle Nights. All right, I like that. That's got yeah. a good ring. I have some Candle Nights with them. Yeah. I, I will uh, say something, too. Uh, I mentioned my youngest sister's almost 10 years younger than me. 
And uh, so she, as she was getting into middle school and getting towards an age where we kind of had would start having stuff in common. Uh, for part of that, I was in college and then I was out in L.A. So like we just didn't really get to see each other or talk much. And uh, luckily, she moved to Nashville with my family and I moved here around the same time. So I've got to see her and get closer, closer with her. Um, but I think something you can do is just it, it can be, you know, it can make you feel it can be like a little uncomfortable uh, to do for some people. But it's just letting them know that, like, hey, you know, I love you and I care about you. And uh, I'd like it if we talked more. Like, yeah. I, I did that through, she had a, a retreat, this Kairos retreat that a lot of Catholic schools do. And I sent her a letter and was basically like, hey, I want you to know that I love you very much. I'm not always the best about communicating with people, um, especially when it isn't, you know, something that's just been happening on a regular basis. Uh but that that's me, and I, I don't want you to feel like it's that I, you know, I'm not trying to talk to you or something like that. And I love you, and I care about you again. Yeah. And uh, she told me she loved the letter, and it made her it made her tear up, which made me tear up. And uh, yeah, I feel like I feel like that made made us a bit closer. Aww. And uh, definitely talk a little bit more often. It so. sounds like you employed the love language of words of affirmation. I did. I did. So it, it could, but it can be like, I got a little, I got nervous about it because it can be tough to, you know, kind of be forthcoming or like take the kind of the first step on that. Um, but I, you know, I think people in your life are going to appreciate that, especially family members. So Absolutely. Re- reaching out is always good. Yeah. Just make, just make the, the minimum amount of effort and things will start to flow. Yeah. Because oftentimes, too, just that lack of touch just comes down to, uh, you know, we'll do it at some other time, and it keeps flowing on like that, when all it takes really is just a little reach out, and then that starts snowballing, and the next thing you know, you're just shit-posting memes on each other's Instagrams. So It's beautiful. Isn't that what everybody wants? <laughs> yeah. Well, hey, uh, we did it! We made it! Woo! This this very question box full episode was uh, brought to you by the band Knower who does our intro music and you can find their music at nowheremusic.bandcamp.com. And, uh, also by the band doing our outro music, which is the band, the Hey Fellows. You can find at the heyfellows.com, Instagram.com slash the Hey Fellows or on Spotify. It's the Hey Fellows and Hey Fellows is one word. This was fucking great. Like help us fulfill our dream of having an all question box episode. And then maybe one day, we can have an all question box show. Oh, no, that, that, that is the dream. It is much more fun, you know, answering ones from people who are actually sending them to us. So we seriously do appreciate that. If I can, yeah. I check the box probably every day to see what's in there. And I'm always stoked when I see one. Cause then it's like next episode, we get the fucking, we get to fucking do this. And, uh, I've had a couple people message me and be like, Hey, that advice really helped. And that, that is the fucking best. That's why we love doing this. Yeah. And, uh, so we're here to help you uh, or talk to you about paraphilias, whatever you fucking want, but we're mm-hmm. here for it and we appreciate it when you send stuff in. Go go look up Guru. Do yourself a favor. Oh, don't do that. <laughs> do yourself a favor. <laughs> Get some nightmares. <laughs> it's going to be a me day. I'm going to run through the Wikipedia and Reddit pages for Guru. <laughs> I'm going to be in the bathtub with a bath bomb and just a bunch of Guru porn on my three different oh. tablets. It's going to be a me day. I'm going to look at some girl. <laughs> what a roller coaster of an episode. That, that, was, that gave it a hard spin. That was fucking great, man. Yeah. Uh, 
been so great being with you. And it's been so great being with you, the listener. And I can't wait to see you again next week. And I love you. And okay, bye. Homer Simpsons. <laughs>